Welcome to the Conscious King Podcast with Miss LX. Let's jump into today's episode. All right. Hello and welcome to October's group coaching session. Not sure if I should keep this in, if Mr. B edits this out or if it even makes sense for the podcast later, but I'm just going to say it anyway for you all. Hello, welcome everyone. So yeah, we've got a October's group coaching session tonight and we've got some amazing, amazing people here joining us tonight. And so to start us off, I believe we're going to get started with Mr. Connor. So Connor, if you are ready to go, feel free to unmute that mic and uh, let me know what's going on. Good evening, Miss L. Hey, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty, pretty all right. Um, pretty all just, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be better, okay. but I think it's just I've been, uh, I've been out of the uh, the daddy thing for, well, let's just say it's been like almost, almost a year. Okay. And uh, so, and some of that is self-imposed. But the the point is, is that uh, I had a great play date this weekend. Uh, Rox and I did. And one of the things that I realized was, you know, not only am I rusty with it, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, we were doing a, a post, a post uh, play kind of like wrap up mm-hmm. to try and figure out like, all right, so what are some of the things that, you know, you liked, you didn't like, what would you like more of? And one of them was she's the, the person in question has anxiety. And it's very hard for her to communicate her needs because uh, she just she comes from a background where that is just not done. Women are silent and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she's not comfortable yet because the she, she's not comfortable asking for what she wants because the relationship is still new and the dynamic is still forming. Mm-hmm. But there are times she's not just a little. She's also like a middle Okay. And shifts between little and middle space and also adult space. Okay. Because she's not looking for a dynamic where it's just one of those things. She's basically, she's not looking for a kink dispenser. Mm-hmm. But the, the issue is, is how to identify, how can she signal these things without having to verbalize? She doesn't mind like showing she's interested, but verbalizing, hey, I want you to treat me like a little girl really kind of like takes away from the magic of it versus being to observe something and or some kind of sign or signal or something and know hey she just did this Uh, i think i gave you like the bracelet example uh that i was thinking about like hey she's got the, the 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 pink bracelet on her on her right wrist that means she's ready to be little So I can just address her like that with confidence, knowing that that's what she wants. But I was wondering if there are any other things, any other methodologies or things that I can do that would would also fill that that niche. Okay, so anything you can do to fill that niche, meaning helping helping her communicate clearly in a nonverbal way. Correct, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, Well. (laughs) first thing i'm gonna say is we'll we'll get to the non-verbal ways of communication maybe a couple of other suggestions for you but Uh 
oh, this to me, if I were the dominant in this situation, this would be a major point of training. I would not let the submissive stay comfortable in their trauma. That's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be my submissive, you're going to be fucking healthy, period. Which means being able, as an adult, to clearly communicate. That is not asking too much. It's not. So I understand that you want to be empathic, and I understand that you want to, you know, be understanding of her past and of these things, but you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not in your past. I am in your present. So no, as a dominant, I'm going to absolutely demand that you start getting the fuck over some of that shit. And I'm going to train you to do it. I'm going to train you how to get over your past trauma, how to get over that conditioning that says that women should be seen and not heard. And no, I'm absolutely going to demand honest verbal communication. That's a point of training. And if they're a little slash middle, then that's likely a point of training or a skill that they would find highly arousing in terms of submissive arousal. Uh. Right? I mean, they're a little, they're a middle. They're not like an alpha sub who's like, I can do it all by myself. No, they're not. Right? So they're a little, they're a middle. They, they have that softness and that sweetness and that, hey, I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to be guided. So if you start leading and guiding in this area, that would probably not only help them become a better version of themselves, a better little, a better middle, a better submissive, but a powerful point of training and for you as the dominant in that situation. Hmm. You know, so that's, that's where I was. Start. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not going to have crippling empathy for anybody because then that makes me codependent. And I'll avoid addressing things that I should actually address if I have crippling empathy. So yeah, I'm sorry, sweetheart, that you've had a rough past. And I'm sorry you've been taught some bullshit things. But you know what? I've had a rough past. And I've been taught some bullshit things. And I don't identify that way anymore. And I don't communicate out of my trauma. Okay? So there comes a time when that can't be used as an excuse anymore. Yes, ma'am. So, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting a little mama bear on this one because that's how I would handle it as a dominant. Like, no, 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 child. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you just not communicate with me verbally. That's a skill you fucking need to learn. So that's number one. Um, but I do think, though, that, you know, if you want to be accommodating of where they're at in the process and kind of go slow with it, then I think setting up that understanding of, you know, kind of getting really present and intimate with them and maybe like kneeling down in front of them or caressing their cheek or holding their hands or something and be like, you know, sweetheart, I understand that you've had some really bad experiences and some really bad narratives. And I know that you have a lot of fear and anxiety around verbally communicating but that's not going to happen here okay so for this week yes this color bracelet means this headspace but that's this is this is just a transition 
And going forward, yeah, I'm going to expect you to do it afraid. And even if you have to, like, nuzzle into my chest and keep your eyes shut and kind of whine it out, do it. I like that. You know what I mean? I don't think it, I don't think you sh I don't think you have to be as intense <laughs> as I would be if you want to give them that time to transition in their communication then I think what you're already doing is fantastic. I would just put stricter parameters on it and maybe some maybe a timeline. Right, like an expectation like it's okay as we're, you know, as we're getting to know each other's boundaries and limits and all that other stuff. But this is a learning process. I expect you to be able to work on communication so that we can move past this. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And if they're, again, they're a little, they're a middle and they are going to be looking to you for that guidance. And so maybe you can, show up in that way for them when you see that they are trying to communicate but they're they're really struggling with it and maybe there's some passive aggressive behaviors going on or something you can call it out and be like ah no 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 this is not how we communicate in this dynamic do you understand and if you do that right. again i'm gonna have to punish you okay because that's not what we do here okay so going forward if you have a question this is how i want you to ask me or if you don't feel if you don't feel comfortable enough coming up to me and tapping me on the shoulder or getting my attention somehow then i want you to send me a voice message or i want you to send me a text message but you will verbally communicate gotcha how's that I sound i agree thank you that sounds actually really good i've just uh i don't know i had my confidence knocked a little bit over the last year so mm. it's it's good, to, it's good to hear this from you i appreciate the claws yeah oh my gosh and they're not claws at you you're a wonderful dominant and i think that any submissive that gets to be an ident in a dynamic with you and rocks or you or rocks you know it i think they're going to be a very well-loved well-cared-for well-nurtured submissive and so, I mean, I know this about you and I think you're awesome, but a submissive with previous trauma or these kind of points of conditioning, then it's just going to take, it's going to take time for them to watch you and learn, oh, he is safe. And, you mm -hmm. know, that just happens that that level of trust just happens through time and consistency through their observations. So you, the more consistent you are, and the more consistently nurturing you are and consistently safe you are, it's going to build that safety, that devotion, and they should be able to start transitioning from nonverbal communication to a form of verbal communication rather quickly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it go on too long. But again, this is, I, I trust your judgment. So just, you know, evaluate the needs and the, of the dynamic and, you know, possible triggers and things like that. And just go, just go from there. But I don't think you have any reason to feel like your confidence is dinged. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
Yeah, of course. This is something that I've I've run into a, a number of times with dominance where, you know, they haven't had a submissive for a while or just a number of different reasons. They've taken a break, whatever. And it's like there's this unspoken pressure or maybe it is spoken from other kink communities other than this one. But there's this pressure that you have to constantly play and constantly have all these submissives and constantly be posting pictures of bruised booties for you to be an authentic dominant. And I just want to reinforce, Connor, the most dominant thing you can do in or out of a dynamic is what is best for you and your marriage. And if you needed that time off, you needed to shift how you dominate, that is the most dominant thing you can do. And I'm proud of you for doing it. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. You're welcome. So did that, um, did that answer your question? Do you have anything else for me? Uh, no, ma'am. Just, uh, I was just wondering about the feasibility of like, uh, doing the bracelets or if there's something else I could do as a transition, not as a permanent measure, but as a transition. Right. Well, I do think the bracelets is a good idea. I also think if this is more, let me ask you this, is this more communicating head spaces or is this communicating on like a momentary basis? Ooh, this sounds fun or good or, Ooh, this is a need I have. No, it's more about like, uh, it's more about doing headspace. So for instance, she okay. wanted to be little, okay. but she didn't have an, a way to articulate that because she's, she's kind of like in that mode of, no, I'm a big girl and I want you to make me little, no. kind of make me be little because it's what I really want. Okay. So it's hard for me to pick up on that because I'm really big on not forcing people to do something they don't want to do mm-hmm. and because the relationship is so new. Right. And it's just forming. I don't want to, I don't want to be in a position where I am, uh, where she feels like she is being pushed to perform in a way that, or act in a way that she really isn't comfortable with. So it's really about for, for it. It's not about like, all right, I want you to do this, this, or this to me. It's more like, Hey, I need to find a way to indicate when I'm in, my little space versus okay. my middle space versus, Hey, I want to be adult now. Okay. So, you know, adult. In so it's me- merely indicating headspace. Okay. Well, that's super easy then. In addition to the bracelets that you're already doing, I would personally set up uniforms for the submissive. So they would have, they would have a little space uniform. They would have a middle space uniform and then they would have their adult submissive uniform. Got it. And so it's up to them to change into that so that you can be properly cued. And hopefully that different wardrobe or outfit will also help them begin expressing themselves in that space. Mm-hmm. So that would be my first recommendation. Um, do something like that. You could also do some sort of like hand signal where let's say they come up to you and they hold up, you know, one finger means I'm in adult space. Two fingers mean I'm middle space. Three fingers mean I'm in little space. Okay. 
it's just how creative do you want to get with it? If you want a visual cue, a hand signal, you can do that. Um, but really, I've found one of the most effective ways at switching head spaces, whether you're a little middle, whether you are a switch, whatever. Um, wardrobe is huge. Wardrobe is huge. Another thing that um, is really, really powerful is uh -huh. is scent. Um, scent is often one of our strongest ties to memory. So if they're in little space, then what scent could be associated with little space for them? Is it a really light, flowery perfume that they could wear? Is it, uh -huh. is it, um, you know, like using one of those old school Dr. Pepper lip smackers, you know what I mean? Like that give a little, that get, that give a little bit of that fragrance to it, but anything sensory, especially scent specific should also help that. So wardrobe, scents, uh, perfume or jewelry, you know, anything like that, um, I think could all work very effectively, but then I would just circle back with saying, roll it out as kind of, we're in the training phase of this. And in the training phase, this is what we're going to do because we're still learning each other. But in 90 days, I expect you to be comfortable enough to communicate verbally with me um, uh -huh. or, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. And in this process, I would say, Pay very close attention and keep note of any patterns in their body language, in their micro expressions, in their tone, so that you can start picking up on, oh, so when they kind of tilt their head to the right and roll their shoulders down and fiddle with their fingers, they're in little space. Right. Things like that. <laughs> cues for you that uh, should make it easier for you to pick up on as well. Thank you. That's really helpful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I would even keep like a note, like a, like a log where you have like a column for little space, a column for middle space, a column for just adulting uh, submissive space so that you can kind of keep a very efficient um, log of all of the behaviors, mannerisms, everything that you're witnessing in each of those spaces so that, you know, everything just stays clear and organized and fresh in your brain. You're going to you're going to be uh, surprised, but I already have a journal with that. Perfect. That's awesome. I started I started the journal uh, on Monday awesome. because I wanted to like keep record of, hey, this is what this is how it went. This was the debrief. This is. You know, these are some things that, you know, I want her to work on. These are some things I want, she wants me to work on. She didn't have any, any issues with anything rocks, you know, did. And I think that's because it would be like, yeah, just, I think she, she would be, uh, she would be intimidated to even ask that of rocks. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. then I but think not in a bad way, just because she wants to please her. So it's one of those things, but right. I am keeping, I am keeping a journal and a log and that way I can look back on things more objectively and say, Hey, this isn't working or, 
you know, this behavior is something that I've noticed and be able to pick up patterns and trends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. And no, sir, I am not surprised that you've already started that. Because like I said, you're, you're a wonderful dominant and I have all the love and faith in you and your beautiful wife. So I think you're going to be great. Just, just give yourself the permission to show up as a dominant in whatever, whatever headspace that looks like for you. Like you don't have to fit yourself, your mood, your expression into a box. This should be just as organic for you as it is for your submissive. Yes, ma'am. All right. <laughs> well, that's, that's all I've got. I don't want to take up any more of the time. I, I do appreciate the, uh, the candid insights and, uh, I can't thank you enough. So thank you so, so, so much. Yeah. Did I help you out? You you totally helped me out. Okay, I good. just, uh, I just needed to, I just needed to hear it from a, a, a source that I trust and respect. That's all. Oh, well, I love you very much, my friend. And uh, congratulations with this new submissive. And I wish you and Rox all the best and uh, keep me posted. Let me know how it goes. Yes, ma'am. We will. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Connor. Well, if you are good to go, then you can go ahead and mute that mic again. And everyone can give Connor a round of applause for being so vulnerable and open with us. Thank you so much, Connor, for sharing. All right. So woohoo, Connor. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. So we are going to move on now to if you're ready, crazy grow. Hey, we are ready. <laughs> All right, my friend. I'm so glad that you two are here. Your submissive's here with you, yeah? She is. Catch the rest of this conversation in the next episode. <laughs>